Hello guys and welcome to Tormented Pleasures. As usual, I am your host Lucy and I'm joined by my lovely co-host who I have nothing to make fun of her for this time, Emily. It's just because I'm literally perfect. It's also been a while, <laughs> so I'm just gonna leave you with that. Now, as usual, before we get into it, what are we drinking? Mm. As she takes like the as biggest sip. sip. So today we have a rosé grenache, which sounds kind of like a dessert. It reminds me of ganache. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. From Diemerstall, I'm assuming. That's how you pronounce it? Um, yeah. I'm assuming, yeah, Cape Town. I was about to say I'm assuming this is from Cape Town. Is it wine of origin Cape Town? Yeah. 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 So that is our wine for today. It's a lot drier. Mm than our usual rosés, I think. I don't know if that's where the Grenache comes in. It is drier, but it is. it does have like a very noticeable sweetness about it. It's actually really like that. Once you get past the dry, that like hits you in the back of the yeah. throat. Yeah. It, it actually has uh, like a story. I feel like I'm, you know, going off about wine a little bit too much. But Let's like, go. It feels like this wine is telling me a story. Oh, what's the story telling you? <laughs> I might look like a bitch, but I'm actually really sweet. Okay. She's not saying that about herself. She's saying that about the wine. <laughs> but I do have resting bitch face, so. I also do. That's fine. <laughs> but I like that story for it. It actually works yeah. for it. You know, you're, the, my only issue with it is I do think it's like a summer rosé. Yes. And right now we are literally in blankets sitting and recording Just this in the middle of winter. <laughs> it is cold. Yes. So I feel like I would enjoy this more. In summer, but it is really nice. Oh yeah, I can I can just see it, you know, sitting outside under an umbrella with like nice rosé, a little bit chilled. Oh my god, your whole imagery has an umbrella as well. And it does. Mine just thought of like grass with like I mean, a tree I mean, in the I'm, background. I mean, I'm I'm picturing myself in like the Maldives right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Are you ready? I'm very ready. Okay, this is a bit of a strange one. And I know I say that every time we do a podcast and I say it about your podcast as well, because they are kind of all strange, but this is actually really weird when you climb into it. Okay. Okay. So you know how we have our theories? Yes. And we've got like theories that are sometimes bizarre, sometimes a little psycho and, you know, sometimes just don't really make sense, but we throw them out there anyway. Yeah. Well, you will be quite shocked to know that other people also have theories. No. Yeah. <laughs> and this theory has a lot more evidence than ours usually do. <laughs> I also like drunk ramblings. <laughs> so two retired New York detectives, Kevin Gannon and Anthony Duarte, I think is how you pronounce it. Okay. In partnership, and I don't know if partnership is the correct word, but yeah, with a criminal justice professor, Dr. Lee Gilbertson, have a theory that kind of trumps any theory we could possibly come up with. Okay. So today you're giving me a theory, not a story. I'm giving you a theory. Okay. Okay. And this could almost be seen as an urban legend, but is it a team making connections where there simply isn't anything to connect? And I'm going to get into it now and I'll explain it a little bit. Okay. Okay. So between around 1997 and 2010, there was this epidemic, and I know that's not the correct word, but it's the word that I'm sticking with people, of college men drunkenly ending up drowning, which resulted in death. Ooh. Okay. Okay. And if you look up this theory, the number of deaths kind of range from like 40 to like 250. There was one that I saw that had 377, but that was like the least credible one. Okay. 
Now, with this number, it also just so happens that the targets are really smart, athletic, attractive, college-age white dudes. Okay. Okay. Which is a strange one because you don't often... No. That's not... You don't often hear that MO. It's not a very common one. No, it's not. So I did a little bit of research because I was curious about drownings. Um, and drownings in the United States isn't actually an un like uncommon. It happens a decent amount. It's not a weird phenomena that is just mm. a strange thing to happen. Okay. The last statistics released was that about 4,000 drownings occurred a year over there. That's a lot. Yes. What the hell? So what exactly are these retired detectives and a professor like linking up then? Well, it is a bit of a long shot, but there's been a smiley face graffiti left close to each and every one of these connected victims. Like you, you've seen a smiley face graffiti. Yeah. It's like, a, it's the easiest thing to draw. Yeah. Okay. Hence the smiley face killer theory was started. Be warned, do not confuse him with a happy face killer, which was actually a man that was eventually caught after brutally murdering eight women. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's happy face, we're talking smiley face. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> now, the smiley face killer or killers, actually, is apparently this group of psychos that congregate on the dark web and plan murders of good-looking college dudes. This is their theory? This is the, uh, yeah. Okay. Mm. Wine. The theory is that they prowl around at bars, drug the kids, torture and possibly rape them, and then dump the body into, like, a body of water. But then how do they, like, how, how, how do they come across that they've drowned then? Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Okay. Now, these bodies of water can literally range from, like, full-ass rivers and lakes to, like, a really large puddle. There okay. was one of the victims that was found in, like, a big ass puddle. Okay. That's insane, but I have heard you can drown in a tablespoon of water, so if it gets into your lungs, like if you breathe in water basically, you drown. Okay, so don't go breathing in a tablespoon of water. Yeah. Okay. So the first known victim was Patrick McNeil. Okay. And he was last seen tumbling out of a bar in New York's Upper East Side in 1997. His body was found a month later. Okay. Okay. Floating in the East River. The cause of death was ruled as an accidental drowning blamed on over-excessive alcohol consumption. I'm obviously not going to do a run-through of all, like, this large, extensive, like, victim database that has been released, because we would probably be here till next year. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. That's, like, 13 years. Yes. That's a long time. So realistically you guys are gonna have to strap in and settle in for a theory and then our theory okay cool so to give a little bit more detail the theory trio have stated why they believe all of these drownings are connected okay so it's not just the smiley face thing because they would need a little bit Ooh, ooh. they would need a little bit more okay it's also strange occurrences like the lack of decomposition Ha, nailed it. Being inconsistent with like the timelines of disappearances. Okay. So it would, a lot of the, the rulings were kind of, you know, dude got drunk, left the bar, fell into the river, died. Yeah. But that doesn't make sense, you know, if a body's been sitting in a water, like, in a water, yeah. In like, 
a large amount of water for like 40 days, yeah. you'd know. Yes. So they don't make really sense. And the two kind of cases that they bring up specifically is that of Dakota James, who was missing for 40 days, but only showed three days worth of decomposition. And then Todd Gieb, who'd been missing for 21 days, but only showed like 2.5 days of composition. No, that doesn't, that doesn't track. It doesn't make sense. No. And I'm not really sure how they're really able to determine like half a day's worth of decomposition. I don't really know the science behind that, but they were very specific with it. Okay. So Todd's body also showed like the presence of land insects and strange lividity patterns, which I did Google. And it is the bluish purplish discoloration of skin after death, which points to a land death. Oh. Their report's not mine. So apparently they were killed on land and then dumped in water. Okay. Because they can also tell realistically if you have drowned or if you've just been sitting in water for a while. Yeah. There is a difference. Then the other thing that they have shown with a lot of the cases is that GHB, which is also commonly known as like the day drape drug, is present in a lot of these Mm. murders, Mm. if you will. And the thing is, what's weird is GHB is actually not commonly tested for. It's something that you, as a police officer or a friend or a family, you actually have to request. Okay. So realistically there have been a bunch of these cases that were tested for it but it was only at the basically prodding from this team that they were tested okay so realistically we don't know if all of the bodies perhaps had the date rep drug in them it's possible but, but enough that it was you know a significant thing to bring up yes yeah so realistically that is about the only information that we have okay It is very little information, but I found it so interesting because this theory has been debunked like a thousand times by FBI and like a lot of police related Mm. forces, that kind of thing. And it's more often kind of seen as a stretch more than anything. That's so weird. I don't see this as a stretch at all. The thing is, when you look at it like closely and when you actually listen to the trio kind of go into a little bit more detail, they do sit and almost prod at the police officers for not doing their job because they kind of insinuate that but how is it possible that you've ruled it an accidental drowning when the guy obviously didn't drown he was just found in water yeah so that kind of makes sense to me i would question that too and it does i don't know i don't know realistically what bugs me is are there really that many white college guys getting drunk and then falling into a, like a river and dying. It really can't be that common, right? I mean, it does happen. It does happen, but like I said, between 40 and like 270 victims over the span of what do you say, 13 years. Yeah. It seems a little much. It seems that that's a lot. That's a big ass number. I mean, the only number that's actually come close to that that we've had was that doctor that you told us about. Yes, but again, that was his work environment. Exactly. So I feel like it would make sense if you, let's get conspiracy theorist in here, it would make sense if there was a group of people all meeting on the dark web and being like, you know what, let's go kill some white college dudes. Because think about it, they're attractive, they're probably well off in terms of money because they're in college, they're smart, they play football, or whatever sport, um, football, I'm sticking with it, they play sports. Yeah. 
a little jealousy thing could maybe arise. A little bit of like a, you know, fuck you and your privilege. Literally. So I don't feel like I agree with you. I don't think it's that much of a stretch. But the thing is, realistically, this is the only information that we have. This is all we're really given. And apparently this trio is still quite convinced that this is still a thing. They've obviously lost a little bit of momentum over time because yeah. it is a slightly difficult thing to prove, if you will. The thing is, my first question would be, who would it be? Because if you say that it's someone that's jealous of them, then my first thought would be, okay, it's someone that they go to college with. But who is, who, who, no one is at college for 13 years unless you're literally starting to become a doctor. In but also this is all over the country. Oh, is it all over the country? Oh, sorry, did I not say that? I'm not sure. My bad. It's it. literally all over the country. It's like, it's, that's why they think so, it's oh, online. So that's why they think it's the dark web. Yeah, my, okay, my bad. That was me uh, not getting information. Okay. It's okay. literally, it like, it is everywhere over the country. Oh my word. Okay. It could be a cult. It could be like, okay. You know we don't cult shame here. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. But but like, not not like a, a traditional cult, but like a culty type thing of people who feel, who do have that element of jealousy, perhaps, and feel kind of because this is a stereotype. Yes, the, it is the a person, stereotype. The victims that you are describing to me are stereotypes. Yes. So you know the I don't know, the nerdy kid who's quiet in the corner gets you know, is a little bit psycho and gets upset because the, like, athletic rich dude once again took away the goal that he liked. It's almost like an incel situation, but not. Yes, but that, the thing is, we don't know if it's an incel situation. Yeah, that, but... That's... Because the thing... My issue with it is, obviously, the smiley face thing. Yeah. Because I also feel like if you and I were to leave my house right now, walk down the street, we'd probably find a smiley face graffiti. I just, I do find it, the thing is, I do find it relevant because there is a lot of smiley face graffiti around, but to have it at every single one, yeah, like that's, that's a stretch. That, that is a stretch for it not to be something that's organized. I don't know. The thing is though, like one of the, so one of the FBI agents that's very heavily against this theory also mentions that he thinks if it was if it was a smiley face killer, that the smiley faces would be similar. They would kind of have like a uniform, uniformity, uniformity, no, uniformity. uniformity. Yeah. Like I was just missing a couple letters. <laughs> They'd have like a uniformity to them. Yeah. You know, it would be kind of the same color or shape or eye thing. I don't know. Like, I don't know how crazy you can get with smiley face graffitis, but it, he, he just feels that it would be kind of similar. And they have stated that if there is ever more evidence to point to this, they would obviously aggressively open the cases again and look at them. But the thing is, a lot of them are kind of just, well, he got drunk, fell into like a river, died. Whoops. Closed case. But how often does that actually happen? Like, again, as, as I said, I know that it happens. But how often does it actually happen? Because, like, I have been quite drunk near bodies of water a lot of times. And I'm really not the best swimmer. But I'm able to... I'm here and alive. Yeah. Really, and I'm able to avoid these bodies of water. And also the, the just, date rape drug, though. 
That's the, that's the other thing. Is that just something that casually happens there all the time and you just don't notice it? No, you would, I mean, that's the thing. Like you would, you would, you would notice if you are drugged. And in that case, then I definitely think, think you could fall into a body of water. a body of water and drown because you barely know what's going on. So is it just an epidemic of date rape drugs, date rape drugs over there? It might be. It's just, it's weird. I don't know. Like I've kind of been thinking, cause I mean, I, I did my research this morning and I've been thinking about this the whole day Yeah. because I'm just genuinely curious. And when you go online, there is... This kind of cult following, mm. you know, of internet sleuths that what are you, what, all over this. What what if what have they said? Like what other what other kind of entries to the conversation, if I will if I may. <laughs> if you can. If yes. I can. <laughs> have they been? So everything is literally circumstantial. And yeah. it's basically just taking out of these hundred guys, there were th- uh, 60 of them that had a smiley face graffiti close to where their bodies were found yeah they weren't it looks like there was some kind of foul play involved because like they did they did kind of describe some of the victims having looked like they were battered and some of them were raped and things like that but there's no there's no uniformity in it there's no each dude had a slash across his cheek or things like that but the thing is I think it, even if you don't necessarily believe this theory i think it does kind of raise a larger question of but why if forensics can tell you that they obviously did not die in water yeah how did their body get there that's the thing also the other thing is that if this is like a dark web situation and perhaps this is actually a really big dark web situation. You know, maybe there are a ton of people. I mean, America is a giant place. I also feel like any dark web situation is a big dark web situation. Yeah. Um, so America is a massive place. So having so it, it could have literally just been a situation where people are like, yo, do this, make sure you make sure you draw a smiley face. Maybe some people forgot, maybe, um, and then they were just like, you know, do how, how do it however you want, but this is what we're doing. Join the movement. Yeah. Because, you know, like the, 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 the differences could just be that. And then they were trying to, you know, add a smiley face so that they could have some kind of symbol or mm. marker because it's easy. Not everyone's an artist or whatever the case is. <laughs> And it's not really the hardest image to draw, though. It could honestly just have been a case, and I know this sounds like a cop out, but it honestly could have just been a case where they forgot the smiley face. It could. I feel okay. Me personally, I feel like if <clears throat> I was some person trolling the dark web and I saw a forum, if you will, that was like, "Yo, go kill a white college dude," and then put a smiley face, I feel like after I have killed a white college dude, I'd be a little bit nervous and I'd probably forget. Exactly. So it's possible. Because if it is a group thing, it's not like a serial killer MO. Because serial killer MOs are very specific. Because it's one person. person. Because it's one person. And because it's something specific, and this might sound terrible, but at the end of the day, it's something that's personal to them. Mm. They're not going to forget that. Mm. You know, I'm not, it's, it's, it's on the same level as I'm not going to forget to take the pulls that I need to take every day. Yeah. To take them. It's just weird. Like it's, it's interesting to look into because it is so wildly out there. It is. And it is, I mean, that is the reason that it's always remained a theory and not kind of progressed into anything more, but I don't know. It's weird, man. The thing is, you know, how hectic 
social media movements can get. Yes. And how deep people can get on social media. Yes. And how like extreme people can get. So honestly, if some some random ass person decided to write a manifesto about how, you know, oh, these rich white dudes are always taking things away from us and blah 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 or what whatever the gripe is that they have. Mm. And saying, you know, maybe it's time that we take things away from them. But don't you think if that was the case, they would say something? Like, I feel like if you if you kind of switched that switch mentally, if you will. Yeah. Like, I mean, let's... It's sad to say, and I hate bringing it up, but realistically, look at some of the situations that have happened recently, like the streaming to Twitch... Yes. And, you know, kind of posting like the manifesto on social media, on Twitter, things like that. I feel like if it was that mastermindly kind of psycho planning, it would have come out. You know, there would have been like a letter or something. Something was leaked. But also, realistically, 1997 to 2010, not really that social media was. That's actually true. You're right. That's true. Like, it's a little bit before social media really kind of blew up and took over when no one has any privacy. That is actually a really good point. Which actually makes me maybe believe it a little bit more because then no one would really be... Yeah, because back then social media was literally just for shitposting. The one thing I did try to find out is if the trio, specifically the detectives, have ever actually gone onto the dark web and actually tried to see if they could find something. Yeah. Because... Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I know a little bit of the dark web. I don't know it extensively. Like, I can get onto it, but I don't really know how to navigate it. Yeah. I know that it is difficult to navigate and things are only found if people want them to be found. Yeah. But I feel like if it was a scenario, someone would maybe say something, maybe drop a link, maybe, I don't know, maybe there's like a, I don't know, give me a URL, something like that. Yeah. I I feel like it would have kind of come out... And it hasn't. Mm. So, I don't know. On one hand, I kind of want to believe it because that would be very exciting as a a crime podcast to target. Yes. But also, on the other hand, there are so many variables and it is really, like, it is a bit of a stretch. I do think. The all over the country parts, yeah. Yeah. Like, if this was happening in, like, Idaho specifically and there was just suddenly like 50 drunk guys that just died then sure but because it's such a wide area it's literally the whole country but again then it raises two questions for me first of all is this something that seriously happens more often than we think often (laughs) (laughs) more often than we think and then two this does mean that there is a situation where a certain number of white college guys have been killed or at least dumped. See, the thing is the, th- the thing is the bodies that they found. The, 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 the two that they brought up. And the fact that there's a date rape drug. Yeah. Those are so those are the most notorious ones. Yeah. Okay, those are the two that they kind of the um the detectives always kind of go back to those two. Yeah. But it's not the only ones. There's apparently like 90% of the cases that they've 
kind of released in their victim database that have been murdered elsewhere and then dumped in water. That is a massive amount. That is a big number. But the thing is, realistically, then their death certificate says accidental drowning. But why does it say accidental drowning? That's the thing. Because realistically, I think you would only put accidental drowning if you actually didn't know what was going on. Like, I don't think this is some massive, like, conspiracy cover-up of cops just not wanting to care about white kids. I think it's... Definitely not. I don't... But what is it then, though? Especially if it's all over the country. Like, you can't just, like, organize something like that. Yeah, but it does mean that there is an epidemic of that. It does. There is a situation where forensics is not making sense with police releases. It's so wrong with me that these people are disappearing and then dying somewhere and then being dumped in the river. So another one of the cases that kind of stuck out with me was... I'm not, I don't even, I don't remember dates or anything like that. It's just one of the ones that I read. Yeah. Is this girl was on her phone with her boyfriend who was leaving a bar with like a bunch of friends. Yeah. And the way that she explained it is basically, so if you were to go leave my house now and then go down the road and then right and then like left. Yeah. That's where the bar was. Okay. And she said that the river was like four or five kilometers in like the opposite direction. So she called him and was like, listen, are you coming home? And he's like, yeah, we're walking home now. And she was like, where are you? And one of his friends was like, we're on whatever street. Yeah. And then his phone died. Okay. Or the call cut. And then he texted her and he said, okay, cool. We've just dropped off like Billy and Steve. I'm on my way home now. So realistically, between Billy and Steve's house and her house, there was like one road. Dude disappeared, was found, like, I think she said, I think it was, I think it was 13 days. I don't know why that's the number that sticks with me. Okay. But found 13 days later, drowned in, like, the river that was, like, the other way. Okay, that makes no sense. Because the, the big thing that she always kind of pushes is the fact that it doesn't make sense to her because he was, she was speaking to him. She could obviously hear how drunk he was. Like, you, you kind of, after being in a relationship with someone, you, you... You know if they're drunk. You know their tells. Yeah. You know, you can tell, okay, this is like on one to ten, he's sitting at about a four. Yes. And she said he didn't sound that drunk, and she doesn't understand how it is possible that he veered that off path. Yeah. And again, 13 days is a bit much. Yeah, because obviously if he didn't come home, then she would have been like, well, shit. Yeah. This is a problem. But also 13 days of decomposition is wildly different to one or two or three days. Exactly. So there was obviously a situation that either means that dude got like lost for 13 days and then on or 12 days and then on the 13th day fell into the river or after very clearly not being drunk anymore. Yes. So something's just not like sitting around. Nah, something, something doesn't make sense. Something doesn't make sense. I think there is a larger thing going on. I just don't know what it is. And because of because of the little information that we have, it's actually difficult to surmise what it is. Yeah, but that's why I enjoy theorizing. Yeah. Maybe. Um so I can't do maths. Maybe 40 to 250 you said, yes. in the 13 years. Yes. On average, how many is that a year? That's 28. 28 a year. Yeah. So that yeah, so 370, which was the highest number divided by 13, is 28 a year. Okay, here's a bit of a <laughs> maybe it's actually just a smaller group of people 
or maybe, yeah, just a smaller group of people that are just kind of traveling around America. This does fall easily into a cult thing. Yeah, because the thing is, 28 a year is doable. The number that we have is doable. That is doable. If you if you if you travel, because I think it's 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 like a few days from coast to coast. I think. Yeah. Um, by train or car or something. That does make sense. I don't know. It's like, it is a strange one. And I know that I haven't given you guys a lot of information and I, we usually give a lot of information and this time it is not so, but it's just, it is weird, right? It is weird. Like it's as soon as I read it and I started kind of getting into it, even though I myself was not presented with a lot of information, I started going off in all sorts of directions. Yeah. Like there's so much weird shit in the US that goes on. Like, I mean, even the that whole thing of, I think it was posted on Reddit or something like that, with the people, like missing case people and then the cave systems like under. Yes. That creeped me out a lot. So I feel like there's a, like there's this really large amount of strange shit that goes on over there. It's just such a big country with a lot of hiding places. Yes. Like there's a lot of terrain and rivers and puddles and you know what going traveling okay i'm gonna say something but the mo that serial killers have Mm -hmm. usually Mm -hmm. is something that gives them away yes so not having an mo isn't actually a bad decision not having a a set thing that you do every single time without fail that means you have to be very smart yeah so maybe it's not as big as I was originally thinking, firstly. And then secondly, if you travel around the country and you don't and you don't keep it to one area, that that's also why serial killers get caught, because they're they act localized, in, yeah. In in a small localized area mm-hmm. and you can kind of pinpoint mm. where they are. Yeah. Which is why Mr. Cruel was such a hectic case because yeah. he did act it was in a, a very small area. And they still couldn't, and they still couldn't yeah. find him. But but traveling across the country as big as America and doing your deeds in totally different places and doing like 28 a year and making it look like accidental drownings, I mean, like, it's the perfect crime. It is actually the perfect crime, but it's also not the perfect crime because forensically... It's not a crime. No, but like <laughs> forensically, they've stated that, listen, dude man didn't drown. Yeah. But why, why was it listed as an accidental drowning? But Yeah, why was it listed? Why are we punishing drunk college kids? No, I mean, that's literally what you do when you go to university. It's the entire point of university. Literally. Like, yeah, cool, you get to study and things, but like, seriously. (laughs) So, I don't know, it just, the whole thing seems weird. And I feel like even if the detectives and the professor, sorry, didn't kind of bring their theory to fruition. Sure, I'm going to use that. Yeah. I think they did a big job of kind of questioning what is going on mm-hmm. within police, like over the span of like a couple of years, because it does make you kind of worry that if you see an accidental whatever on a death certificate, you, you kind of have to sit and question of, okay, but was it actually that? But if you think about it in terms of police, if you think about the cases that we've done where people getting caught and stuff like that, a lot of the time, 
It is because the serial killer slash whatever the hell they're doing made a mistake. That is true. Not because the police actually made a discovery, but because the serial killer or whoever they're investigating or trying to investigate made a mistake. And the reason that a lot of serial killers get away is because police made a mistake. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm not saying all policemen are like really stupid or anything. But I would hope not. <laughs> but but like, you know, people do make mistakes, and you know, sometimes things slip. I mean, there are pro- there are thousands and thousands of murders and missing case missing people's cases mm-hmm. that go unsolved all over the world. Yeah, every single day. And it's just like, you know, people just, I'm going to bring up like the most famous missing case person is Madeline McCann. We still have no idea what the hell happened to her. No, look, that is also. That's a whole other fish. That, yeah, that, that is an entire ocean by itself because there was yeah. so much that went wrong there. And also, the, but there was also a lot of weird circumstantial evidence there. Yes. Like the sniffing dog, the sniff, sniffing, sniffing dogs, the sniffer smelling yes. blood dogs, things like blood that. The dogs. Yes. Yeah. Like there was a whole bunch of weird shit, but also, again, how did that happen? And she was just never found, never. obviously. And it's, it's like, years later i think it might even be decades later by now yeah and also i mean you can also compare it to the recent one of gabby pesito yeah there was it was obvious what happened because everyone kind of sat back and was like well obviously she's been murdered by boyfriend yeah like clearly and cops were like "Mm, we're just gonna sit and watch the house so (laughs) and they still lost him it might just also be a flaw in the system because, like, at the same time, policemen can't just... <clears throat> okay, I'm going to phrase this this way. Policemen aren't allowed, technically, to do whatever they want. They do that sometimes anyway, but generally speaking, like, there's probably a process that they need to follow. There's definitely a process. So if they don't have, like, hard evidence against this person or whatever the case is, then they, they can't actually investigate that person mm. because then that's infringing on that person's rights. But the thing is, my issue is with a step before then. If you are a police officer and you see, okay, this guy has obviously been murdered. I mean, forensics, we have spoken about quite a few cases where forensics have helped. Oh, yeah. Like they cracked the case essentially yeah. forensics is so much more advanced than we can even imagine yeah i mean again 2.5 days they could determine half a day yeah, of that's decomposition insane. that's insane and i just feel like if forensics is saying okay well this was a murder that happened on land he's been decomposed com- oh fuck it's happening uh he's been yeah okay <laughs> He's been decomposing for like three days, but he's been missing for 40. There's a problem. Something doesn't add up. Where was he for the other 37 days? Quick maths. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it just doesn't make sense, but there were no questions that were brought up for it. Yeah. Why? I don't know. That's, but that's the thing is, that's kind of, we went on a very big tangent, but I was making this point earlier. I feel like they have kind of blown the top off that something is going on. I mean, maybe maybe they knew that something was going on, but because because they maybe just couldn't find anything, 
the information that is available to the public is just that it's an accidental drowning because mm. they couldn't find anything further than that. Yeah. I don't know, man. It is, you gotta admit it's strange. Very. I definitely, definitely 100% believe there's something bigger going on there. I don't know what it is, but it's something. But the thing is, it also could be such a large variety of things. It could be some random group on the dark web that are just targeting people that are all across the country, world, possibly. We don't know. Yeah. They haven't, because they did actually note that they haven't really extended their research almost into other countries. So this could be happening everywhere else. Oh, God. Yeah. We don't know that. It could be... For once, I'm happy to not be a white man. I'm not going to (laughs) comment. It could be a cult of traveling... I don't even know. Jealous people. (laughs) Traveling jealous people. (laughs) A cult of traveling jealous people, yes. It could be completely, like, unrelated. It could be, like... This dude had an angry girlfriend who murdered him. This guy had an angry mom that hated him. It could be just a wide variety of things that they just rule it as... Like, you kind of go into it knowing, okay, well, they're going to rule it as accidental because he was found in water. Yeah. It's not a bad kind of... Strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And the the thing that I did find interesting is there was a... Oh, my word. I think it was like a 27-page... Um kind of a write-up by like six different psychologists, like forensic psychologists. Oh, uh, yeah. That went into great detail about how drowning someone is one of the least likely murder kind of... What's the word? Like... Uh, I want to say modes, but it's not a mode. Murder mode, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, if I'm planning a murder... I'm probably never going to think of drowning. Oh, I might now. Like, it, it thinks so. it's so difficult, though. Can you imagine trying to drown someone? Can you imagine trying to drown, like, a white jock? No. I would get thrown out of the water. Although, they drip drug. Again. True. There you go. That's where it falls in again. It's just, it's weird, because I also feel like... If you look at statistically people who get day drip drugged... Yeah. It's not usually men... Because usually, it's the men that are date-raping people. Yeah. Women, yes. specifically. So, I just feel like it's it's kind of so out there, almost. It's so, like, is this just happening a lot more than we know about? And it's just not discussed. Because it just... Yeah. Because you just blame it on guy getting really drunk. Yeah, because usually when you hear about, like, also, so basically this is just like a story of stereotypes because also if you hear about someone getting really drunk to the point where they're, like, falling into a river, I mean, we've had this chat before where, like, you know, if I go out, if I get drunk at someone's house, I'm a lot more comfortable to just kind of, you know, relax a bit and let loose. Yeah. But if I'm, as a woman specifically, out and I'm getting drunk, I am reticent of what is going on around me yeah you're aware you yeah. you have to remain aware yeah you can't really we I, have had this conversation yes i don't feel like men have that same thing so maybe it's just kind of playing on on, on the horrible kind of stereotype that they just won't notice that they just won't notice or that their friends won't well nobody well yeah they won't notice their friends won't notice yeah. other people won't notice you're kind of just oh it's just college boys doing college boy things yeah 
And it's just a tragic accident. That still doesn't explain though how they disappear for like 60 days. No. I'm just getting more. My my amount of days that they go missing is just it's like just we're gonna more, we're gonna be up. like they've been missing for six years and they were only decomposing <laughs> for two. Um that, no, but it's true though. Still doesn't make sense. It because doesn't. it had to be somewhere. Yeah. And obviously it's probably not a good place. No. Because if someone, like, I mean, if someone's boyfriend rocked up at my house incredibly drunk, I would call said person. Yes. And be like, yo. Confetch your person. Confetch your person. I'm not going to keep him for like 40 days and then be like, oh, by the way, I'm going to kill him now and throw him away. Like, yeah, I just, I'm, I know, guys, again, I'm going to say sorry for the third time. I know this isn't a lot of information and I know that this is just us theorizing about an actual theory that's going on. But I do feel that it was kind of a little bit of an interesting topic. Yes. And it is incredibly different to what we usually talk about because I was about to say there's no dead people, but there are. Um, <laughs> there's no there's, kind of... It's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a typical serial killer or cult story. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not your typical kind of true crime story. Yeah. It's literally a theory. Yeah. And it's an interesting one at that. Because it would be cool if, like, 20 years later, they were, like, cracked it. Oh, that would be so good. And it's, like, a list of victims and what happened, and they kind of narrowed it down. So it was, like, it was these six guys on the internet that were just, like, spread across. Okay, so maybe six is a bit low. These 20 guys that were spread across the country. Yeah. It could be girls. It could be girls. Actually, actually, that makes a lot more sense, if you think it about it. It does make a lot more sense. Because... Ooh, I could be touching touchy waters here. Excuse the pun. <laughs> it could be a scenario of a bunch... Okay, but mm, I don't want to stereotype more here. Kind of girls who are like fucked over by men. Girls who are raped and couldn't say anything. Because again, attractive, well-connected, mm. sporty, smart. Yeah. Though- See, this is, this is where my fucked upness comes in. Because you immediately say it's like women if it's if it was women who were fucked over by men like oh yeah get it girl <laughs> but the thing is girls are very ooh mm, I don't want to stereotype I feel like I'm going to keep saying this I don't want to stereotype and I'm going to say what I'm saying just say what you're thinking I just there there is a reason that a lot of women serial killers or women murders often kind of boil down to poison or things that you don't require strength for. Yes. So hypothetically, if I wanted to murder someone, I would choose an easy route where I would not have to use strength. So date raping someone, getting them drunk, maybe locking them in like the boot of my car for a month and continuously kind of feeding them some kind of drug. And then just throwing in the river and just hoping for the best really. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. It does. Okay, I've changed my whole perspective. I think it's a group of women. I actually agree with that. I think it's a group of women. Because then maybe it's... No, okay, maybe it is not necessarily on the dark web. Wait, what do you mean? Maybe it's a scenario where it could be like a Facebook group of like Me Too survivors. That would be easily trackable though. But would you look there? 
I'm just saying, no. if this was never really like discussed, if it was maybe like, I don't know. It's... But they have to be smarter than that though, is what I'm trying to say. True, true, it's okay. It's because if they do end up looking into it, then they're just immediately fucked. <laughs> yeah, okay, no. that's true. I don't know, I think this theory holds up. I think it does. I think it could be a bunch of women who maybe were failed by the system that side. Yeah. Because that is a very common thing that goes on that side. Oh, yeah. You, it is a massive issue. Yeah. It, you often get failed. I mean, not just specifically with this kind of topic, but you get failed by the system quite a bit there. Yeah. Maybe there's a bunch of vigilantes. Just taking taking back what they see as their power. Yeah. And then drowning people. Yeah. Well, not like making out as if they've drowned. Yeah. Because again, apparently cops are not questioning it. Shit, we've cracked the case. I think we've cracked the case. <laughs> this is it. I don't know who they are. No, we don't know who they are. Or where to find them. But I think it's women. <laughs> it narrows it down. I'm gonna send. A, I'm gonna send a long auntie email <laughs> to the trio and be like, "Listen, I think I've cracked your case. Look at woman. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Facebook. Check Facebook and maybe Instagram." <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. I mean, yeah, I, I think, you know, oh, it's such, there are so many factors, there's so many things that it could be. And I think, honestly, it's probably, it's probably just an absolutely wild situation. So anything we, we have said could be true. It could be, yeah. Which is, which is wild, actually. Which is insane. Or nothing we've said is true and it's actually just something we will never be able to fathom unless it actually comes out. It could be aliens. It could... Yo. It could be aliens. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that rogue elk is back. It's <laughs> <laughs> just casually headbutting dudes into like water or something. I don't know. I'm very... I'm going to be honest with you. Since we had that podcast, that rogue elk idea has popped into my head a lot more than I would like to admit. It's really funny though. Because so much. And then also like I'll go sit on like my couch and watch like those funny like animal videos yeah. and there'll be like a moose that comes out of nowhere and like headbutts someone and I'm like, you see? Have you seen mo mooses though? Moose. Meese. Mooses. I think it's mooses. It I is think. mooses. It's yeah. terrible. Have you seen them though? They're huge. They're massive. They're literally the size of a couch. Okay. They're okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. I saw a video of one that was like bigger than a car. Is that the one that he's like walking like next to the yes. road? Yes, I've seen that as well. It's insane. Those things are massive. I don't know how Canada deals with them. Like, I don't understand how that's not a bigger issue in Canada than it is. Canadians are really nice. So like, why would you want to kill nice people? I don't, I don't think, I feel like if you were a moose, you wouldn't care. No, but if you're like nice, then you look after everything around you. So like, you're not, you're not scaring the moose. I feel like if I was a moose, I'm out. <laughs> if I was a moose, I'd attack people for no reason. Oh yeah, but so yeah, but it, that's because we're like a little bit crazy. Just tiny bit crazy. Okay, we are getting to the point of this podcast that we have to ask our question, and you know what I'm going to ask already because I think you can figure this out already by now. What do you think about the smiley face killer thing? Are they real? Is it a group of people? Is it a cult of traveling? What did I say? Cult of some cult of traveling jealous people. Yes. Is it a group of women who've been scorned? 
Is it a group of incels? Is it a group of incels that have just maybe got a wrong target? Yeah. Um, is it a moose? Is it nothing? Is it absolutely nothing? And is it just the absolute pure, pure, pure stupidity of drunk college dudes yeah. that don't know how to walk? What is it? That is our question. That yeah, that's my. I'm sorry. That is my question. Um, because yeah, I told you it was going to be a weird one. I did warn you as I started. I think my first sentence was, "I'm sorry, this is going to be a strange one." Yes. So you were actually warned about this. Like you can't turn around and be like, "I had no idea this weirdness was coming," or that I was going to sit for I don't know how long this podcast is and listen to you guys ramble for however long this podcast is <laughs> so you were warned if you're still here thanks <laughs> and if you're still here what do you think what do you think about this like genuinely what is actually happening over there is it just that this is a common scenario i would like to put my theory forward that it is a group of people i'm not going to say a specific gender or anything. I'm going to say it's a group of people who have written some kind of, maybe not even written, but like understood and talked about a similar manifesto of some description that they believe in. And for different reasons that could happen, whether it's women, whether it's incels, whether it's just random ass people. It could be different like races. Killing, could be different races, could literally be anything. Literally every for it could be just another group of white guys. It could be another group of white guys. So for so it could be a different reason, but I think it is an organized thing of about ten between ten and twenty people who are all across the country and taking their weird psychotic needs out on white college dudes because everyone kind of hates them. Okay. I'm going to give my theory. Yeah. I, my theory is that this is a world epidemic and it just hasn't been looked at in other places. Okay. So I think that it is also an organized group, probably on the dark web, chatting on forums there. Again, I don't know how that works, but figure it out. I think it is incredibly big, and I would maybe say as big as the incel kind of community is. Okay. Of just, again, all across the board kind of people that all believe in this one thing, and this is happening globally, and we just don't know because they're kind of efficient and they hide it really well. And again, if you've got like a hundred people doing the same thing, you're not really going to be able to focus on, okay, this is an MO, this is yeah. the target, things like that. You're like, not going to be able to get everyone to do the same thing. You can't, yeah. but that's also kind of why it makes it almost perfect because it can never, it will never go back to it one person. Traced. Yes. Okay. There's too many variables for it to be one thing. That's my theory. Cool. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, that was really interesting. <laughs> I'm I'm glad I got that one off my chest. I'm going to be honest because that is I get very like obsessed over things like something will enter my mind and I will become like hyper focused on it for about a week at least maybe give or take a few days and it will bug me. So I needed to get this out and I need to hear feedback. 
because I need to know other people's theories. Yes, we need the feedback. Because also what I like about you guys is you throw theories that are weird. Things that we can't think of. Yes. Like we cannot fathom. I don't know why, but yeah. I've heard some strange theories over the course of these couple podcasts, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> oh no. That even I've kind of sat there and been like, okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, again, thank you for that. Thank you for bringing this theory to us so we could have a bit of a think. I don't know if I had a think or I just had a rant. I'd... It was both. Yeah. It was both. Yeah. Okay. You are thinking while you're ranting. I sometimes feel like and I don't think. With, with epiphanies while you're ranting. True. I like it so much. Yeah. It's we need a good, good rant time. every now and then. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening. <laughs> and I hope that you have a wonderful evening, morning, afternoon, weekend, whenever you're into this. And that you stay away from bodies of water. Especially when drinking. Especially if you're a white college dude. <laughs> Just be careful out there, friends. This is a warning. This yeah. is a warning. Not not because we're part of the cult. By the way, that sounded very culty. <laughs> I realize now when you say that, yeah, I don't I'm not trying to attack anyone, I swear. I'm not threatening. I'm just saying be aware yes. of your surroundings. Yes. <laughs> and be safe. Yeah, be safe. Drink responsibly. I don't never in my life did I think I would say that. Drink responsibly. And also just check your drink for shit. Yeah. Like, a couple of tips can save a life, like floating ice. Yes. Sinking ice. No, sinking ice, yes. Sinking ice. Sinking ice. And maybe, if you want, get that, like, cool nail... There's nail polish that, like, changes color if your drink is spikes. I've seen that. You also get, like, hair scrunchies for your you drink. hair scrunchies for your drink. There are lots of things that you can do to stay safe. Do some research and make sure that you are. And stay safe. And also just be aware that if you are a guy... This could happen. Yeah. Again, happen no threat. It could happen to anyone. It can happen to anyone. Yeah. I think we've all kind of come to terms with that over the last week. Yes. It literally can happen to anyone. So everyone just be safe. Cool. Okay. Well, thanks guys. <laughs> and we will see you in two weeks. Yes, definitely. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>